We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Wednesday afternoon. Our matinee, lunchtime edition uh, Knicks Fan TV Live. CP the Franchise here. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to everybody on the grind. On today's show, rapid fire edition of the show, Tom Thibodeau speaks on the Knicks season. And the Block Nest Monster wants the ball. We got to talk about it, man. We got to talk about it. Plus a couple of other quick news tidbits. So lock in. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. And subscribe to the channel. Salute, man. Matinee edition of the show. CP the franchise here. Salute to our franchise channel members. Salute to everybody in the chat. And let's get it going. All right. Salute, salute, salute to all my guys. Wherever you guys are at today, man. Hopefully you guys are having a great day. The sun is finally out and shining in New York, man. I felt like we were closing in on the end of days. Hadn't seen the sun in probably like five days. My New Yorkers know the pain. So we finally get some sunshine, and, uh, and, and I'm feeling good. Quick announcement, man. I told you guys we got a lot of announcements coming up for to, to, to tip off the season with the training camp starting up next week. So first thing, training camp week. Get ready, because starting this Sunday, we are going to be action-packed and fully loaded here at Knicks Fan TV. We got Ian Begley coming on the show Sunday, October 1st. My guy, Ariel Elwani comes through Tuesday, October 3rd, and we got Fred Katz of The Athletic coming in on Thursday, October 5th, man, so we got, we are getting you guys ready for Knicks training camp, you got media day starting on Monday the 2nd, training camp kicks off uh, on Tuesday the 3rd, so we got a monster, monster lineup for you guys, and, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Also, tomorrow, our guy John Smilk, who covers uh, the the New York football Giants for WFAN.com and Giants.com. Also a longtime Knicks fan and content creator himself. John Schmelk will be joining us tomorrow on tomorrow night's live stream. So make sure you guys tap into that. And a lot of you guys are looking there. They're asking CP, what is up with the, the annual tradition with Alan Hahn? Stay tuned for that. We got big, big news on that one as well, man. So lots to go. Lots going on. Hope you guys are getting ready for the season. Hope you guys are excited for the season as much as I am. 
And uh, here we go. So first things off the off the bat, Tom Thibodeau. You know, they, they say the Knicks don't talk much to people and don't talk too much to the media. But here's Tibbs speaking to NBA.com Steve Ashburner at the NBA's uh, Coaches Association meetings in Chicago and wanted to get Tibbs' thoughts on the upcoming Knicks season. And in regards to how Tibbs is feeling about the, the Knicks offseason, he says continuity is important going into year four. We're young. That's the best thing about the team that you can continue to get better. He's looking forward to the development of the guys that we have. And he feels like getting the experience from last year is going to benefit this team. But it is a new year and you have to start over. He also likes the addition of Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, look, I'm all for continuity and stability. We know what this team's ceiling is as it looks right now with the current roster that we have, with the current core that we have. Um, they are a good team. I think they will be a good team again in the East. And, and continuity is important because you want you guys to have chemistry. You want you guys to continue to build year after year, trusting each other, understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses, and making each other better. You want an iron sharpens iron situation. And we've seen so many times in the NBA with a lot of teams how they benefited from continuity. And look, continuity doesn't always lead to championships or it doesn't always mean that you have a good team but it does say something about your organization and if you have pillars on your roster if you have pillars that you can build around then continuity will take you a long way just just look at let's take a look at the Denver Nuggets from the time that they got um from the time that they got Nikola Jokic I mean they really really turned the, the roster over and they, they maintain their roster. They've maintained that roster over Jokic, over Murray, and built around that. Uh, you look at Boston, since they've gotten Tatum and Brown. You know, good teams. Good teams. And again, you still have to find your guys, right? Just because you don't turn your roster over doesn't mean you're going to be a great team. Doesn't mean you're going to be a great team. But for the Knicks, you found something here with Brunson. Randall's been here for some time. RJ's been here for some time. Mitch. An older statesman, almost IQ. So I, I think that roster continuity will certainly help this team as they continue to build. Now, it's going to be important, as Thibodeau said, to see the younger players continue to... It's, it's, you know, you don't really want to say younger players because a lot of these guys have been on the team for three years or more now. But it's important for those guys to continue to take the next step. So, you know, from a continuity standpoint, as this team continues to compete, that's what you want. You want to show the league that we are serious, that we're a formidable team, that we are a competent team in terms of building a foundation, building a structure, and being able to win games, right? You want to be able to woo the next guy. And, and I hate looking down into the future, but you have a guy like Giannis saying, hey, I want to continue to win championships. Well, what better way to show that than to continue to compete at the highest level? Knicks won 47 games last year, made the fifth seed. Can they get back to that? And as you continue to build, until you can get to your next guy, your younger, you want to show the league that your younger players are improving. You want to continue to build, if you have to build in the margins, building with complementary pieces that can help your team elevate overall. And we'll see if DiVincenzo can help do that as Hart did last year. We'll see if DiVincenzo can do that. Uh, in terms of building on last season and a postseason, 
Steve was asking Thibodeau, what do you think it will mean for guys like RJ, Quentin Grimes, and Quickly? And Tib says, I've seen the growth from two years ago. You can take experience and move it forward. Now, when you go into the offseason, you're preparing for them, and that's a great motivator. So he felt like trial and error is a big part of learning. So the experience, so the more experience you get in the big games, the better it is for you. And for IQ, for Grimes in particular, you're hoping that these playoffs, I wouldn't say failures, but they, they didn't perform well. They didn't shoot the ball well, and they, they couldn't give their team a lift. Especially, I mean, Grimes was shooting 27, 27% from three. IQ was, was, was a shell of himself up from that six-man-of-the-year season. You hope that they're able to continue to learn and, and, and compete because they, couldn't, they just couldn't get it done when it mattered most against, against the Miami Heat. RJ seemed to break out of it once that Cavs series had tipped off, and we'll see if he can carry that forward. In terms of the Team USA experience, uh, Tom Thibodeau felt like for, for Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson, it'll help them. He says the benefits far outweigh whatever negatives there might be. No one is being more taxed to the point where he's playing 40 minutes. You're playing roughly half a game, and every player on the team is, is a great player, so you're practicing against the best. And so these are some of the things that you wouldn't be doing in a normal summer. So you hope you hope that for, for Brunson and, and for Hart, it helps take their game up a notch. Maybe RJ, does it help take his game up a notch? We'll have to wait and see. Well, Fournier, will, will it help take his bench game up a notch? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just kidding. Just making sure you guys are listening. So to everybody up in the chat, hit that like button, hit that share button, subscribe to the channel, Premium Knicks News from the number one show for the fans, by the fans. We are reacting to Tom Thibodeau's NBA.com interview because he didn't come here. He didn't come talk to us. So we got to kind of translate and react, but that's okay. On Julius Randle, he, uh, Tibbs says that uh, the ankle is good. He's making progress. He'll be ready to go. So, so Julius is ready. Julius is ready. Okay. He talks about the game changing from the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, going from a high-scoring game in the 80s, slow pace and physical in the 90s, 2000s, you're bringing in more three-point shooting, more pace and space, more skill, more versatility. So understanding where the game is going. I thought this one was interesting here. They talk about, you know, the talent pool and the one and done and the transfer portals, the international game, 
And Tibbs was asked about raw talent versus more polished players. And here he says, if a guy can play, he can play. When we got quickly, now he was two years in college, you could see from the moment he could play. That holds true if a kid is 19 and he's out there in the preseason and plays well, you're going to keep playing him. You're not going to sit around and wait. And I think if you look at the Knicks draft history with Tibbs, it's pretty spot on. They've wanted players who can come in and play right away. Not necessarily just jump in in the mix because Tibbs is still going to put you into certain feet of water before you can feel like you can jump into the deep end. But you got to be ready from day one. There's no projects coming here in the Tom Thibodeau playing for the New York Knicks when the pressure is on to win and start winning right away. So if you look at Quick, Quick came in as a rookie. He was, he was earning 20 minutes per game. Uh, Obi was an older rookie when he came in. Quentin Grimes had some experience at the college level coming in. Deuce McBride, same way. And so, yes, even though over the last couple of years you were arguing about playing more significant minutes, it's no question that the Knicks have tried to get Tibbs guys from the draft level who are ready to play and, and play right away. Salute to Knicks fan 1992. Good day from Australia. Salute to my guys in in uh, in um, in the land from down under. Salute, salute. Ty Morris, my guy Ty. What's up, CP? Almost showtime. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to my guy Ty. Absolutely. Salute to my guy Ty. Okay. Now, so he talks about that, and and the last question is, how has Tibbs changed since his first season as a head coach with the Chicago Bulls in 2010? He says, in the 90s, a wing pick and roll was basically one way. Now there's spacing, there's slips and goal screens. You have to adapt to how the game is changing, and defensively, you understand what's hard to guard, so you implement that into your offense. So then, does it fit your personnel? That's what you have to identify first. What are the strengths strengths of my players then can you build that system around that and I find that interesting because I think that's still questions that people have about Tibbs' scheme yes the Knicks did finish with the fifth ranked offense last season but if you go back you know with that read and react style you look at RJ you look at Julius you do wonder are those guys more fit for that type of system and like our guy Amin El Hassan said when he came on the show, do they need a bit more structure than to be able to just versus just freestyling, reading the defense and freestyling from there? I think it's an interesting debate to have. And, and we saw what Brunson did when he came in. Brunson was tailor-made for that system because he is a high IQ player, because he is a guy that likes to get downhill, likes to get... Uh, shots in the mid-range, likes to get efficient shots at the rim, plays a slower pace, doesn't turn the ball over. You know, Brunson was tailor-made for that. But it's left to be seen how RJ and Julius continue to navigate there and how that fit, how that core three fit in that starting unit. But it's a no-brainer. It's not hard to see that when Brunson came in here, they immediately went from 37 wins to 47. And you bring in Hart, solid decision maker, a high IQ player. Now you bring in DiVincenzo, high IQ player, smart decision maker. We'll see how he plays and gels off of the bench. So, it's left to be seen. 
But I can tell you guys that I've enjoyed taking time away from the Tibbs complaints by the callers. I'm sure that'll pop up again this season. So I enjoyed the break in the offseason, right? Because it went from the playoffs and uh, Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. We'll see, man. We'll see. For the, my question for the people in the chat and my question after this, shout out to the replay gang. Leave me a comment below. How do you feel about Tibbs going into year four? He's made the playoffs two out of the three years. 41 wins in his first year, 37 second year, 47 the third year. Coach of the year in the first year. How do you feel about Tibbs? Are you confident in Tibbs with this team? And most importantly, if not, who do you want to replace him with? That's the question. And I ask that question not because I have the answer. I have no clue. Who would be a better coach for this team than Tibbs right now? Don't tell me Johnny Bryant just because he's young. A lot of guys, you know, there's not one fan on this planet that knows what he could do with this team. Everybody just assumes young coach, innovation, it's going to work. We don't know that. And shout out to Johnny, Johnny Bryant. There's a fun fact. Johnny Bryant coached CP the franchise before he coached the Knicks. And I had a little issue with him with, with, with my playing time and crunch time in that game, the celebrity basketball game, but I tried to move past it. Who is your guy? That is the question I have. I don't know. I don't have that answer. Who is the guy that can do better than what Tibbs has done with this team? I don't know. So I ask you that, the good people of the chat. Nick in the chat says they want Hubie Brown. <laughs> Shout out to Hubie Brown. I think he just celebrated his 90th birthday, man. I rock with Hubie heavy. So that's Tibbs. Now, let's talk about the block nest monster, Mitchell Robinson, friend of the program. That's our guy. Mitchie ain't no snitchy. Shout out to Cody Glock, block nest monster. Uh, uh, what, Money Mitch. A lot of those nicknames you heard right here on the number one show for the fans by the fans. If you hear it anywhere else, just know they stole it from us. But here's his trainer, Marcel Scott, uh, who in an Instagram story, says, all season is officially over. I can say he, meaning Mitchell Robinson, improves his free throw shooting. His athleticism is back from him buying, buying into the pool workouts. I guess he switched up the workouts. Mitch has developed a few go-to moves with his back to the basket. Please, Coach Tibbs. Please, Coach Tibbs, give him that freedom on the offensive end. Remember, folks, it's okay to have fun. This is not our regular work. Have a great season, Peanut. And I guess that last, <laughs> remember, folks, is, you know, when you guys see Mitch out there running around like he's Kevin Durant, Knicks fans get, get a little tight. What are you doing out there? What, you know, what are you doing? You know, they, they take a 30-second IG clip and think that, you know, Mitch is just fooling around out there. I tell people all the time, you got to slow down when you analyze these these uh, these workouts. It's only 30 seconds of what could be a two-hour session. And of course, they want to show you the highlights. Now, he's saying a couple of things here. Let's break this down. He's saying that he, he, can, he improved on his free throws. That we need. We need that, Mitch. Because over the last three years, he hasn't broken over 50% from the charity strike. That's not going to get it done, folks. And if you want to avoid a hack mitt situation, he's going to have to clean that up. Now, as it relates to 
the role in the offense. Now, remember, Mitch, this isn't new for us. Mitch has been talking about this. He's been complaining about this earlier this season. He's been throwing his subliminals out there on his TikToks. That's his way to, to vent. That's his way to show his emotions and communicate. That's what the younger generation does. They, they throw, throw a message out there on TikTok. You know, throw a little song behind it and do a little, you know, gritty or whatever the kids is doing. You know, that's how they communicate with us these days. So he showed on TikTok, whatever, that, that he wasn't happy with his role. Um, a lot of those communications have been through us, through our channels right here on Knicks Fan TV, Instagram.com slash Knicks Fan TV. I look at it like this. There's two sides to this. On the mid side, I understand it wholeheartedly. Who wants to play a 48 minute game where you're just running up and down? getting rebounds and trying to block shots. That is not fun, especially for today's generation. We're in the highlight generation. Maybe for Oakley and those guys, you know, it was what it was. They bought in and they knew their role and, and they just did what they had to do, put their head down and go to work. But for Mitch, he's bored. He's bored. You know, and if he's not getting the ball, you could get easily dejected. And that could impact you on the defensive side of things. That could impact you in terms of your on-court awareness. I understand it from, from his perspective. He's bored. Now, from the Knicks' perspective, sure, would we like to see? Would I like to see Mitch get the ball in in situations that is advantageous for him and the team? Absolutely. Are there more Gotham Lob opportunities? We'll have to see there. That's on Brunson. That's on Randall. That's on RJ and Quick to get him the ball. Maybe even Grimes. Um, you know, are there more opportunities, as Marcel Scott has said here, to get to get Mitch, uh, dump it down to him, back to the basket, and let him get a little turnaround hook? Is there a mismatch there that we can exploit? Look into it. And if he's if he's doing that, what he says, he's working on that. Hopefully, in the preseason, he'll show us that, and maybe he'll earn that from Tibbs. But on the flip side, if I'm Tibbs. With the number five offense in the NBA last year, I know that Mitch is not really a priority here. It's Brunson, it's Randall, it's RJ, it's IQ, it's Grimes. Hart. Like, that's kind of the pecking order when it comes to the Knicks offense. That's just what it is. I mean, we had an issue with, with Quentin Grimes' lack of touches on, on, on the offensive end. That's a three-point shooter. So I'm not necessarily worried about Mitch not getting touches. Like, I'm not a guy who says this offense is going to go as far as, you know, they, they got to get Mitch some touches here. We need to be able to hit shots. We need to be able to hit shots. And sure, if the shots aren't falling, is there a high percentage situation where we can get it to Mitch and he can score effectively and consistently? We haven't seen it yet. There's times when he gets the rock Fumbles it down low and, and, and you know, it's going to the other team or it's, it's just not clean. So, number one, he's got to get more shorthanded around the rim. And number two, hit your free throws. Mitch hits his free throws. He's a double-double every night. Automatic. Those are points. Those are points that count toward the overall score, which counts towards the overall goal of winning games. So... Again, I understand his frustration as a youngster, as a young athlete. It can't be fun to, to do what you're doing out there every night. 
and get and and playing physical. You got to go up against Jokic one night. Maybe it's Anthony Davis the next night. You got to try to slow down Giannis. And on the other end, you just watch and you just you just watch and ping pong. Hey, it's tough. But when you do get the offensive rebounds, throw it back in, sure-handed, sure-handed. So shout out to Mitch. That's my guy. Want to see him happy with this offense and continue to get more chemistry. I, I rock with Mitch Heavy. That's my guy. So, so that's Mitch. So to everybody in the chat, shout out to Gamba in the chat. Shout out to the team, Alex Shady, TM, the whole nine. Does Magic want in? Here's another one, man. Magic Johnson, when talking to the Associated Press, he was asked about potentially owning the Lakers. And he said, no, I'm not interested in the Lakers. The only team I would actually probably think about owning is the New York Knicks. What do you guys think about that, man? Magic on Broadway. I feel like, hey, he went from Hollywood. He could do Broadway. I like Magic, man. I like Magic as the businessman. I love Magic as a businessman. Um, he, he, he's leading by example, especially when you talk about lack of black ownership in sports. Here's Magic coming in. He's, with, he's got the Dodgers, just went in on the Commanders, trying to change that up. Hey, you never know, folks. You never know. But hey, after the way he left the Lakers, talking about, hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, and after Phil Jackson was uh, unceremoniously thrown out of here, I don't know. Be careful what you wish for, Knicks fans. I know you guys are out on Dolan, but be careful what you wish for. But as a businessman, I wish Magic the best. He's, he's a shining light for the community. But boy, oh boy, I don't know, man. But this is a big, big conversation going on right now on, on the KFTV Instagram. Go ahead and check it out. Chime in or chime in below in the comment section and let us know your thoughts. I got a meeting I got to get to and I'm pretty much like 15 minutes late. So <laughs> here's another one tidbit. Gerson Rosas, official, official to no one's surprise. He's been promoted to the senior VP of basketball operations. Rosas served as team consultant last year. Remember, he's a former president of basketball operations from the Timberwolves. Came over, a uh, friend of Leon Rose. He's been a consultant there. Was involved in the Spider Mitchell trade to the dismay of many Knicks fans. Although from what we heard from insiders was is really uh, not irregular in terms of how that works. You know, typically guys on both ends of the trade spectrum are going to be guys that have relationships. That's how you want it to work now. He didn't go get Spider. Some of you think that's a blessing. Some of you think it's a failure. We'll see what happens. But this was uh, just a matter of, of uh, you know, dotting the T's, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making it official. Scott Perry has left. He will no longer be the GM. And will they hire a GM? Who knows? Who knows at this point? But making it official with Gerson Rosas, who we look at, you know, across the offseason, during the season, he's, he was involved. Every game I went to from pregame, he's involved on the court with the guys. So a very, very prominent figure with his organization. And now you have the big three of Rose, World Wide West, who we still don't know his title. He's like the Tommy from Martin. And now we got Gerson Rosas. So there that is. All right? There, there that is, guys. So anyway... I got I to gotta jump into this meeting, man. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Salute to my franchise channel members. 
Appreciate you guys for tapping in. Junior Caroma, Marco, appreciate you. Will Latimer, appreciate you. Will from LI, got you open, man. See you opening night. Oh, we got a big announcement coming up for opening night, too. I told y'all, man. I'm coming through heavy like Chris Kringle. It is going to be on and popping, man. If you guys are on the grind, throw me a hashtag grind in the chat. And, uh, and and we'll shout you guys out. Mr. Don's, appreciate it. I'm going to an interesting event tonight, too, man. I'm going to the Rucker Park, man. Josh Hart is uh, is doing a horse competition uh, for Knicks fans, man. So if you guys are in the area, uh, head over to the Rucker Park. I'll be there about maybe like 6 o'clock or so. Pull up, holler at your boy, say what's good. And I'll see you guys, man. Shout out JJP. Salute. And we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. John Schmelk coming through. Remember that this show is available in audio podcast format. Don't have any reason to miss it. Catch it on all major podcast platforms. Shout out to everybody on the grind. Jose, William Kim, salute. Will Latimer, Stephen Gomez, appreciate you. Jamaica Queens never misses a show. Shout out to Darlene Bryant. Shout out to Box1755. I am looking forward to this next season, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll see you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.